Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Psychic on the Scene. And as always, I'm here with my amazing co-host, the beautiful Michelle lyons Polito, and hey. the wonderful D. Scott. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and um, well, tonight we're going to be talking about um, signs from heaven. But before we do that, um, Michelle and I wanted to talk a little bit um, before we start this episode about a follow-up to our last episode, which, which was um, related to a little girl and a haunted house. Um, and But before we even head out into that direction, Dee, um, we're all very excited about your show. Uh, you have your own show. And um, tell our listeners how they can connect to your own show and what it's about. Well, pretty much, uh, it's called it's called Inside the Mind of D. Scott. <laughs> you can you can listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening to this on iHeartRadio, that's where I prefer you listen to the podcast. But it is available pretty much on all platforms. And I mean, it's literally just an open format podcast. It, it's things that are on my mind. Um, it's interviews with friends of mine who are in different uh, different businesses. Uh, it's a couple of friends from high school. Then him and I, you know, they, they, the, them and I caught up with each other. Uh, my friend Derek, who actually works for the Donner Company, which is the production company that did like, uh, uh, Richard Donner actually was involved in the Goonies. Uh, oh, no. Superman. Yeah. Now, Der and my buddy Derek actually knows him personally, works with that, that company. They've done all the X Men movies, uh, The Gifted. Wow. Uh, well, I've had Steve Brote from uh, South Glens Falls Paranormal Society on. So him and I talked about uh, his uh, his documentaries that are on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, some DJ friends. I had a friend a friend that I actually met on TikTok. Uh, who is this kid? Danny White out of Boston. He's a he's a rapper and he has Tourette syndrome. So he is, he raps about his life and dealing with the hardships of, you know, just being picked on, bullied, um, mm -hmm. living with Tourette's and, and stuff like that. So I had him on. So really, I mean, it, it's, it's just a, a smorgasbord of nonsense that's on the <laughs> podcast. It is. It's, it's, Sounds great. But it's a lot of fun, you know, uh, listen, like talking with friends from high school is fun because. A lot of us haven't really talked much since high school. They moved out of the area or whatever. So it was, it's right. always fun to catch up and, you know, tell stories and, and remind people of things that happened or remind people of things that they may not have known that happened that we were. <laughs> so there was Boy. Um, well, I appreciate you doing that. So, and they can and tell the call again, what, where they find you. All right. It's inside the mind of D Scott. Uh, it's on iHeartRadio. It's on iTunes. Um, same platforms you would listen to this podcast. You can listen to Inside the Mind of D Scott. Okay. Well, thank, thank you. you. Oh, and speaking speaking of Inside the Mind of D Scott, I need to schedule uh, you two separately on my other podcast so we can talk about other stuff. Okay. okay. I would Just love it. Fun I'm always for that stuff. So oh, yeah. let's delve right into what happened after our last episode with visiting um, the home yes. of the concerned mother with the daughter that was having some paranormal activity. And um, the nicest part was that we got to drive together and spend yeah. some needed girl time together and talking <laughs> with no children or anything around. So, um, I know that you and I talked extensively um, during and after the um, going in and doing the blessing and the clearing with the family. And I think that it was more of the um, run of the mill paranormal. It really was. More of the run of the mill. It wasn't as frightening as um, that they may have thought, which kind of leads me to something. I think a lot of times people, because of being affected by Hollywood, that uh -huh. anything that's paranormal, they immediately think it's something bad or dark, um, or frightening yeah. for their family and their children. You know, and that's always a part of our protective nature as moms. Exactly. Um, with a little bit of, you know, peeling back the onion with the family, um, more of the kids were having paranormal experiences within the home, as well right. as her boyfriend. He was a, a big surprise how in tune he was. Very in tune. And um, so all of that was kind of a perfect storm 
for paranormal activity uh-huh. with teenagers, whether it's poltergeist activity. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be demonic. It doesn't have to be evil. It's just, it is what it is. And it just, um, the more amped up, I think, with fear, the more it creates. Um, right. I think it's, it's created in the brain, you know, the, the whole fear response. Because as we were driving there, we've driven to places before where there's a lot of negative energy and we both feel it before we get there. And we didn't, we didn't feel anything. We were more focused on our Dunkin' Donuts beverages. <laughs> Sorry, Dunkin' beverages. Shameless <laughs> plug for Dunkin' Donuts. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with that. And then when we got there, um, the, the, uh, of the of the four children, um, the one um, teenage son is very empathetic. Yes. Um, feeling and attracting a lot of things and um, just a lovely energy. The other daughter, um, a sweetheart, and she's also extremely empathetic in a more of a, a hippie beatnik kind of a yeah. way. She was cool um, too. Creative, very, very creative young girl. And um, so we gave them tools so our listeners understand. Michelle sat with the family and she did her dowsing and she talked to them um, more individually. And did past life work with them as well, the clearing. And clearing. And you and I walked through together for the initial um, kind of investigation with the mom to feel almost like areas that were more hot spots, more activity. And they were able to validate what we were feeling throughout the home. And again, I can't emphasize enough to um, our listeners. It was not evil. It was not demonic. It was busy, busy energy had, um, um, kind of like a vortex feeling or, um, um, like a highway of spirit energy. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like coming, but I almost wonder, I never can tell if it's the actual location or if it's the people within the location creating mm-hmm. that, that vortex or opening for the spirits to keep, because it seems like those are the spots that even if we clear them, they keep coming back. Right. And I think sometimes I've seen it both ways. Um, mm-hmm. And when I douse, I try to figure out, like I'll ask, and I, I think we use vortex and portal uh, oppositely, but it doesn't matter. It's the same, you know, um, it was right. a concept. Yeah. Yeah. It's a positive, it was a positive uh, shortcut between third and fifth dimension, which is us in heaven. So you had like a super highway of spirits coming through. Sometimes I've seen them being created by empathetic people. Sometimes I find empathetic people are drawn to houses that already have a portal. So it's a chicken and an egg type of thing. But in this case, we moved that portal, well, that, as you say, vortex, so that it wasn't interfering with their lives. Right. I think I asked that it be moved to Orisville Shrine, if I remember yep. correctly. Yep. Where it was more people. <laughs> so. Well, you know what, though, because that, that's, you know, consecrated ground it's it's right. so it's um it's a, a a place of um historical worship and positive energy so um but it was it was really good to sit and meet with them talk to them about each one of their gifts because yeah. another part of it that they each had their own psychic ability and their own gifts and i think sometimes if one person is perceiving them they see them and then they think that everybody in the family should see them or that they're strange because of their uniqueness of how they get information. And right. it's not, right. it's literally that it's just more heightened maybe with smell for one or hearing for another um, or sensitivity, physical sensitivity um, when these spirits come in. But there was more than one spirit in the location. Right. And um, uh, there was, um, uh, you know, things that we were able to clear and hear. And I went through and I did the um, blessing with the holy water, the smudging, and I did the black salt throughout the property. And um, I smudged everybody in the family and did a blessing around them. And then Michelle did the um, pendulum with doing um, not only readings on each one of them, but past lives. And clearing out stuff. And that was fantastic. Too, because they were supporting each other and calling each other out on things that were related to their past lives, which was really cool. And you know, I, I yeah. really yeah. what, Katie? Yeah, that was right. You told the one was a daughter that you said um, something the about orphan. being um, adopted or an orphan. Yes, 
<laughs> and that they had called, they always called her the orphan because they were picking up on that energy without even knowing why. So that was really kind of amazing. So, right. Confirmation. Right. Yeah. And, you know, my favorite spirit associated with the house was the farmer. Yes. And he was being perceived as like a bad, negative energy appearing in at them, but he was just doing rounds and he kind of had adopted the family and was making sure they were safe. I agree with that too. I think that that was a big part of it. So, um, all right. So let's delve into tonight's topic, signs from heaven. Mm. And Usually, um, we get asked a lot while we're doing readings or even just on Facebook alone. Um, clients will be talking to us about a sign and they want validation. Right. Um, that's the biggest thing. They want validation that they're getting a visit from a loved one. And um, what would that be? So sometimes they, you know, they push me a little bit and maybe guess what the sign is. Or they're oh. getting signs and they're taping it. And they send it to me and they're like, is that a sign? It's like, well, hell yeah. If you're already perceiving that it's a sign from your loved one, your mom, your dad, your sibling, whoever, um, you probably already know it on a gut level that they are trying to reach out. And, and sometimes it's already an agreement um, that that was like what your mother was going to send or what your father was going to do when he crossed over. And you're just looking for a third party to say, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> right. Trust your own gut. So. Um, I want to go through each one of these, and Michelle, you jump in anytime. Absolutely. One of the top things I'm going to just go in category is we have a lot of clients that when their family and loved ones pass over, they receive cardinals, birds, rocks, butterflies, um, ladybugs, dragonflies. <laughs> Uh, do you find that too, Michelle? I do. I, I think there's a significance to uh, creatures that have wings, whether they be insects or mammals. I had one client that was all about bats, which I thought was fascinating. But so often they are sent through. And I tell people, you know, they think that their loved one has become a cardinal. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> they're affecting the cardinal. They're affecting the ladybug, the, the dragonfly in order to communicate. Mm-hmm. I you think are. that happens like you'll be at, a, like you, and you pipe at funerals. So oh, yes. People <laughs> talk about all the time on the day of the funeral that a butterfly came around the family. And yes. they keep getting, you know, the butterfly, over, they're at camp, and the butterfly comes in around them over and over again and lands on them, stays on their shoulder, leaves, come back. Um, you know, that's a, that's, a, I always feel like too people that are connected to camps, water yeah. fishing, they always seem to get the dragonflies. Yeah. A lot of families get the ladybugs and I've had a few families say that, you know, out of the blue, they got a strange, um, pet or, or something basically adopt them in the middle of the night. Like they got a cat after their yeah. mom died that came to the door. Um, or, so many times and they just knew it was sent or knew it was an embodiment or a way to communicate or connect with their loved ones. And I love those stories. I do too, because you think to yourself, it's just the thing to heal the soul and to give you some sort of um, peace or respite with your soul mm -hmm. uh, connected <laughs> to whatever the memory of the person is. I've actually even had some families that name the pet after the loved one that's gone uh. on. That's so, that's so sweet. And I, I think that it's important that people realize that even though the body's gone, the spirit will continue to connect. And I always tell people, because they're afraid, oh my God, what if I miss a sign? They're going to get mad at me. They're going to give up. They never keep, stop communicating. They never give up. So don't, just de-stress. Don't panic. Because they'll so keep talking. Kind of, um, I always tell clients that we choose our heaven. So when we cross over, if we need our heaven to be 2020 or 1984 or 1940, they mm. go to their happiest place. Absolutely. And my absolute belief is love is energy. Mm -hmm. And so their love lives on. It never dies. And you are their heaven. So by virtue of that, you're going to feel that all the time. 
So even though we don't have them there to, to hug and touch, you're still going to get signs from them because they want you to know how much you're loved and how much they loved you during their life. So yeah. it doesn't just, you know, it doesn't just end because their physical body is ended. Um, it, it goes on. And you just have to actually have faith and actually trust the signs that you're getting. So another um, one of my favorite signs, Michelle, is the ones that get the smells. Oh, God, yes. They get the smell of cigars, <laughs> one of my favorites. Uh, cigarettes, not my favorite. Um, <laughs> they might get whiskey. They might get... They might get um, like the smell of grandma's house, like, um, and I can get it during like um, reading sometimes, like almost like a musty smell or a mothball yep. smell. Mothball smell, yeah. I always, oh, it's mothballs. It's grandma, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then perfumes, different perfumes, powders. It might actually smell like grandma's face powder, and you just got a hug. And yeah. um, if I'm perceiving that, then they're sending that for you. And you're probably getting it on the regular basis. The other thing I found with that, um, if they're very religious, I might get roses. Roses are actually significant to them, like you planted the rose bush, um, or they love them. But if they were um, super Catholic, the Blessed Mother is all a part of the rose smell, rosary that mm. you might perceive that. But what I always found, and even for myself, whether it's the smell of lilacs or lily of the valley, that. The unusual way the scent comes in is it's not like a slow um, wave of the smell. It's it's in your oh, face, right up in your face, like, and you can practically taste it. Yep. And then as you start to have the feeling, like, oh my gosh, my mom is here. Oh my gosh, you know, that's my grandfather's uh, tobacco smoke. It disappears, and you can't follow it's the trace of it. It's gone. And no one else around you, or very often no one else around you can smell it, or just people that are close to that person, too, can smell it. Agreed, agreed. So um, that, that's another biggie for me to validate their family. And I think that if you're getting something like that, that smell, you, you should say, like, oh, hi, Mom. Oh, hi, Grandma. The more you validate those signs, the more you're going to get. They love the acknowledgement because they're working so hard. Right. <laughs> we can be so dense. I mean, it's funny. As a psychic medium, I find it easier to read for other people than, obviously, than to get my own signs. But my grandfather, he's a cigar. My Aunt Ruth is old cigarettes and, and whiskey. Uh, you know? Wow. And my next-door neighbor, who was like my grandmother, well, she was lil she's lilacs. You know, and they, they come through in specific ways. My, uh, my father-in-law is... Um, Oh my gosh, polo, the, the cologne polo. Yeah, it's very fine smelling. I love yeah. polo. Um, but that's, that's another great one to be able to validate. Even if a place is like haunted, you'll wind up getting a lot of uh, smells, like validating smells for the person that's gone in spirit. Um, you can, and these are signs too especially with the animals, the birds, the winged animals that you were just talking about too, uh -huh. Michelle, um, you can ask your family members in spirit to send them to you and say like, you know, mom, dad, I need a sign today. And all right, so maybe you don't get the cardinal or you don't get the hawk, but you walk out to your car and you have a hawk feather on your car. Yeah. They'll find it's a way to happen. Yep. They, they'll do it for you. So they'll, they'll get that there. They'll, somehow to you the other thing is um some other ones we've got here and um i know that michelle has we've talked about these before numbers numbers and repetition oh yeah whether it's on a clock repeating itself be on a receipt or a license plate everywhere you go you might have 11 11 555 or significant numbers related to a date so it could be like 812 or even switched around like 218. Um, and they'll just keep sending them to you so that you pay attention and, and know that they are present. Especially it seems like if it's a family member that was um, a person that worked in numbers or money. Oh, yeah. An accountant, that type of thing. Then you're going to get all those numbers. Yeah. yeah. 
people that are numbers people are going to respond with numbers normally. Um, right. I, uh, a family who the father was an electrician, he passed. Well, he popped so many light bulbs. Yeah. He was plugging things, changing stations of the television. Uh, you, you name it, and he was doing electrical stuff. <laughs> so the electrical fun. thing, you just led me into that, is another way for them to do that. And I've had clients actually sit on their bed and, like, say it's the husband that passed over, and they've been able to say to the husband, um, you know, uh, Bob, turn the light on and off if you're really here with me. And the light will turn off and then come back on, and they can command it. And clients have actually sent me like a film of these lights coming on and off of their family playing with Christmas lights, oh, um, kind of like um, uh, Stranger like, Things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> now, I've never seen anything from the upside down in my work, though. <laughs> I think I've dated more from the upside down. But. <laughs> yeah, I, I, did, I did one of those, too. <laughs> So, um, but it does show like the lights, like that's another one. I actually had a family, which was actually kind of lovely. The husband had, um, passed away and it was very abrupt. He died from a heart attack. Uh. And, um, it was, I think their second marriage and, um, that was definitely the love of her life. And uh. she just could, she, the wife was unconsolable and they had grandchildren and children and they were at a grandchild's school concert. And um, the grandfather might have been gone for about two months. And the one grandson was sitting next to her and his cell phone went off. And when they looked down, it said grandpa. Wow. So his grandpa was calling. So they answered during the concert and it was just static. So his oh. cell phone was home in a drawer called. And they don't know how it happened. So from there on out, she kept his phone charged and plugged in. in and I, to this day, I believe she still has it charged and plugged in so that oh he can call the family, the grandkids, anytime he needs to. And he was probably saying, I'm here. I'm not missing a thing. I'm That's at right. the computer and I love you. Oh, that's so beautiful. Now. <sighs> What are some of the other ones, Michelle, that you have noticed? Um, I have noticed, well, on a personal note, uh, my father, I can't believe it'll be four years this December, but when my father passed away, um, I didn't know what to write on my calendar. It seemed kind of callous to write down dad died or poppy died. So I put a heart and I filled it in. Well, from that moment on, um, I've been getting hearts in every possible way in my coffee cup in the morning I pour in the cream it's a heart uh the cat litter box there's a heart a pee uh the the salt truck a load of salt accidentally at the foot of our driveway during an ice storm it's a heart I mean it, it come up everywhere I get a you know like a bottle of water from a vending machine somehow there's a silver heart drawn on it it's amazing so for me a lot of times signs and symbols I have people that get feathers I have people that see pennies, a um, little bit of everything. And I also, I have quite a few people that have loved ones communicate through dreams. Yes, that's a biggie that they talk about, that the dream visits. And I think there's so many people, Michelle, that want that. Um, and they don't get it, but I actually think they are getting it. They're just not remembering their dreams. Oh, yeah. I, I give people homework. When I, I always tell them, you can. there are visiting hours in heaven. It's when you're asleep, and you can come up out of your body a little bit, and then your loved one meets you halfway. That space between is a place where you can meet. So I always tell people they have to train themselves. When you go to sleep at night, say, I want to meet. I want to spend some time with, you know, my, my dad in spirit. And so please meet me and please let me remember when I wake up. And it's, it's kind of like programming yourself and it does work. It takes a lot of work. And it absolutely I, does. I, 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 um, years ago heard Sylvia Brown talk about that and yeah. she said, like program yourself for two weeks and you ask your angels and your family to come in around you when you're going to bed. And 
um, they say to ask for clarity, ask for a message, and then allow me to remember. And I've had a lot of clients do that. But then there's other clients that literally, Michelle, they're dreaming of them like on a nightly basis almost visiting. And maybe those clients do more things like they astral project or they can control the dream a little right. bit. More. But it's probably something they're already doing or already good at. And I, I find a lot of times that grief blocks communication. Agreed. You know, because when you're, and, and plus you're often looking for them as you remember them in a physical form. They are not, they are more than who they were. They, they contain that, that life that you love them as, but they're also their spirit self. And I believe in past lives, so they're all their lives. And they are just a little different. And like when, they, when a per person first passes away, they often come through in a familiar way, almost close to how they were in body. But then as time passes, they become more integrated in our lives as a spirit person rather than a person in a body. And a lot of people will say, well, why do they stop visit me, visiting me? I used to see him more. I'm like, mm, he hasn't stopped. He's just a, a part of the fabric of your daily life. And it's harder to, to separate him because he's really become a part of you in spirit. I form. love that. That's, that is actually a great way to put it, too. Because they, they never leave us. They never, ever. We are their heaven. Where else would they be? Yep. And, that is, and they know how important it is for us to have that, that feeling, that validation from yeah. them. So the dreams are a big component. Uh, shout out to people that do have a lot of things with dreams. Make yeah. sure you're keeping a journal because I guarantee the more that, that you, you give some attention to with the dreams, the more clarity you get. It's really like working that psychic muscle for yourself. Yeah. So they got to work on that a little bit. And yeah, I tell them definitely keep a, a dream journal and keep it on your computer and store the, send it to yourself, put it in the dream folder. And then you'll say, gee, I think I've dreamt about my dad a couple times this month. And when you go back and you put in the search bar, dad, because you've written everything down, it brings up 10 dreams. And it's like it's opening a box of a, with a puzzle in it and putting it together, reading all the dreams together. So it, we're all sleeping psychics. And if we can just learn... You know, it takes patience. It's not instant, like turning on Netflix. So it just takes a little bit more work and a little persistence. So um, I've got so many of the different things. Uh, another one um, clients get, and one time I actually gave this to a client, walked out of the house, and there it was, um, rainbows. Oh, God, yeah. And that seems to be whether it's somebody that was a creative, could mm -hmm. even be gay pride. Right. Um, it can be, uh, connected to a lot of times they get it with kids. Like the children are getting the rainbows or they've decorated everything with rainbows. So the grandmother sends them rainbows. Um, so I think that's related to the chakra too. You know, yeah, the, I, do too. I do too. But somebody that's more evolved with their, their own energy, their own healing. You're right. There, there's a, a connection to the colors, almost like orc colors. Right, and I think that's just the coolest thing. And, and with kids, don't you think, um, I, I always say pay closer attention to kids when a loved one's passed because so very often they're talking to them and it's like, I've heard so many people say, oh no, you know, that's not grandma, she dies. Like, don't say that to the kid. Say, oh, is grandma visiting you? Just, I mean, don't lead them, but be open and let them talk because just because you can't see grandma doesn't mean they can't. Right. And they'll grow out of it at some point. So you want as much validation when they're younger as possible, meaning their perception of it. Um, it it'll change. Right. I've so had a thing. I'm oh, sorry. It's, it's hard over zoom. I, I can't tell. What you're um, I've had this a cool experience with going to someone's house to do a reading and there's a child that's been born since someone died. So after a loved one passed away, there's a new child. And that child has an imaginary friend. And they keep talking about that person, describing that person. And they say, oh, and they, they call him grandma. It's like, oh, they can't know. They couldn't know that person. I always say, you know, go and get some, if you have a picture of grandma. Oh, there's no picture up in the house. Go find one. And kind of like do a a layout of pictures of people that might fit that description. Let that child pick out who they're seeing. And I swear nine times out of 10, 
it is a family member that they could not have known in body, but they knew them in spirit before they came down and were born. Yep. That's a good point too, that they I, knew them before they might talk about their relationship or their connection to that loved one. Um, that's, that's a really good point, honey. I love, I love doing that. I love talking to kids is so much fun because they're so open, you know, and they, I think that we can learn a lot from kids when it comes to spirit stuff. So, um, moving objects. I love when uh, your family and spirit kind of plays practical jokes with you and they move the objects around. So the car keys, car keys, you know, whatever important papers. Um, One of my favorite stories was of a, from a family early on when I was doing readings and they said that um, their grandfather had been like a local legend and they might have been like living like in Oneonta and he was part of the Elks mm. and he was a vegetarian. So one of the things that um, was very important that he might have even been a, a Masonic was to wear the he, to when he was buried to have the lapel pin on. Right. And so they made sure when they went to see um, the undertaker that that was one of the things that they brought to the funeral home to make sure that they're her grandfather or father was buried with this lapel pin. So um, they went and they had their wake and they had their funeral and they came home and everybody was just bedraggled. They were just exhausted and came in the house and there sat his lapel pin on the kitchen counter. Wow. So it wasn't that there was more than one. It was um, what they call apportation mm-hmm. where they moved an object and probably just to make sure that he got noticed but it's no different if all of a sudden your car keys go missing and you find them in your freezer. You might think it's menopause. Yeah, um, that too. <laughs> but in fact, it's your family playing a practical joke. And you actually have to say, okay, enough moving my stuff around, dad. Um, you know, leave my keys alone. I get it. You're here and you're playing a joke on me. But as soon as you acknowledge them, they, they stop. Or I, a lot of times I don't think they realize how exasperated you are because they've forgotten how frustrating it is to be stuck in a body. So <laughs> That's a good point, too. Yeah. That it, you, I had, things we got to deal with. I had a family that was really interesting. It wasn't a loved one's spirit. It was, a, it was actually a ghost. It was a haunted house. And um, I was working out at the Crooked Lake House at the time, oh, God, in the 90s. And I was working with another waitress and she was telling me they lived in a haunted house in wine and skill when they pull up to the house at night they'd look up in the attic window and there'd be a, a girl in a white dress looking down at them with a slight glow i don't know but when i was a kid i doubt i would have gone into the house but they systematically noticed that if there were pairs of things one thing went missing earrings um the mother had two rings one went missing oh they lived there for about six years before they'd had enough and on the day they went to move, the mother picked her wedding gown up, and it was hanging in the closet, hermetically sealed in one of those uh, restoration bags, mm-hmm. and it, it jingled. They're like, well, what could it be? She laid it on the bed, and you could see through the bag, and inside that, the vacuum-packed, sealed bag were, was the one of everything that was missing, the, the missing items. Wow. By that bag with the wedding gown, which was still sealed. (laughs) Possible. You just gave me chills. I got chills too. And I know the story. (laughs) (laughs) But that's that. I think that's a, that's a a great explanation or a great part of um, what they can do. And I always think of the movie ghost, Michelle. Oh oh yes. It takes a lot of energy for them to do that stuff. They're really putting on a show when they do that for you, that apportation. So everybody got a $50 word for me tonight. Apportation. Apportation. It's like transportation. I think we should do a, I want to do some more research on that. I want to figure out how it works. Okay. Well, it'll be like telekinetics, right? Or. Yeah. I I don't know. Like if you saw it happen, I don't know if you would see it floating through the air or if it's a dimensional thing. I think it might be dimensional. Like the folding. Dimensional. Yeah. Cause I've never, have I ever seen anything? floating I don't think I've seen, so. I'll tell you right now I've seen and I'm it's not because I was drinking or anything um, <laughs> I've been with a client and seen items move I've seen them move absolutely I've so seen that, that's all part of it like that dimensional but usually 
when they want, when they move something right in front of your visible eye, they're, they're really tweaking your nose. They want you to see that. Yes. Like, like a door or a, an object, um, slowly rotating. The time I told you guys I had the bracelets on and I knew it was a little girl in front of me and my bracelets just started to slowly rotate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, not only could I feel it, but everybody in the room could see it. So there was no mistaking that that was happening. And that was really, um, one of those ones like, okay, that's right in your face. I'm, I'm not moving and this is happening. So that is cool. I do. I think that that's a biggie that they, they want you to see them there. And, uh, it, just like with ghosts, they're, they're trying so hard to make that contact. Another one, um, is uh, called Transfiguration, another $50 uh, word. And there's a quiz usually, after. <laughs> yeah, usually when people are in airports or large um, congregations, gatherings, yep. they have um, an episode of this. And what this is, uh, for our listeners, is you look up in a crowd and say you're getting ready to board an airport for your mm -hmm. vacation uh, to the Bahamas. And you're thinking about your loved one wishing they were along with you. Um, what would they say about the trip? And you look up in the airport and way down, all of a sudden you see that person walking towards you. And you you do a double take and they're looking right at you, maybe walking yep. towards you purposely, <laughs> smiling at you. And then you kind of blink and you look back and they're gone. Like that person is looks so nothing like them. Um, but there was something about their manner or whatever. And you're like, wow, that looked just like my dad. That looked like my brother, my husband, whoever. So they use spirit uses the energy of the living uh -huh. and they need to be in larger crowds. It seems to me, not all the time, larger crowds and they will put their image over that person so that you can see them. And it's yeah. not just the seeing with any of these signs. It's not just the seeing, it's the emotion or spiritual feeling, right, that you get along with it. Because you could look at a, a butterfly, a monarch butterfly, um, day in and day out and not get any feeling. And one day you're in the car and you, you know it's your mom. And you know that she sent that. And it was a message of basically to give you peace. And it really is. And you'll know, I always tell people you'll know it because it's almost like time stands still. It's, I call it the still point. And it's a sense of knowing that washes over you. And I tell people to trust the feeling and make it their own and don't ask someone else. Like very often they'll ask someone in the car and the person's like, no, it's not. And they devalue it. I said, the, I always say the message, if you feel it, it's true. It's real. You don't need anyone else's permission. Yep. So that's transfiguration. Um, it's not as common. But people that have it, it's it's very powerful. I, I um, have one family that I've read for um, over the years, uh, lovely, and I, I love them very much here in Rotterdam. And um, the mother had passed away. And it was years later, and the I think the son, um, who was still in like high school, was at a ceremony, like a moving up ceremony, or it was his little sister. And in the crowd like way in the other side of the auditorium by profile looked exactly like the mother sitting in the, in the auditorium and they zoomed in and she even had like her dress and her hair and her um, look looked like dated. It looked like something from the nineties and this was already yeah. in the two thousands. So they filmed wow. her and every time they tried to get closer to her, she seemed to move farther away. Yeah, and just a little elusive that they couldn't get near this woman in a in an auditorium, and then she was gone. She was probably that. That was the mother skipping from one person to another, and I think they often pick up on a person who is an, em, an empath in a sense. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's, a, it's trying to try, like trying to catch a skipping stone because if you get close enough, you know the energy fades and you, she can't hold it up that long but from a distance she was making that happen to let them know that she was there now i've had um the uh, another sign from heaven i've had clients say that they've walked out of their bedroom or they've you know had like a, a funny headache and and i this actually happened to me but i got up and i had a funny headache and um went and used the bathroom and took some medicine when i came back in my bedroom to climb in bed 
um, somebody's grandmother was standing here. And oh. I had never met the woman before. And she gave me a wave. And um, I was, I immediately knew it was my girlfriend's grandmother and she was transitioning. And what was cute was, and I actually said it to my girlfriend, I said, she had on her good robe. Oh. So, you know, like back, back in the day, you had like your everyday house coat robe. She and had on like, her fancy visitor's robe. Oh, that shiny material. I know yeah, what you mean. The shiny material that buttons up. And um, oh. when I shared this with my girlfriend, she said, yes, that was her fancy robe. And um, oh. it was right around the time of her passing um, that I had perceived her or felt her come in. So, yeah, my, one of my fr good friends had that experience. Her mother had been ill and um, she passed during the night and my friend woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, which she didn't normally do. And when she came back into her room, there was her mother sitting in a chair and she would always sit with one leg over the chair, like a, like a kid. And there she was smiling in her full brilliance. And then she was gone. And so that's how my friend knew that her mother had passed even before the, the hospital call, which I think is amazing. I think a lot of times that happens to people that they, they have things um, like that. One lady put on here um, on our Facebook page. We have our own Facebook page, guys. Um, Lois on there. Yes, thank you, D. Scott, um, for Psychic on the Scene. And I had put up that we were doing this topic tonight. And um, I was. it basically ties in with the apportation. I just wanted to add to it. Oh, they, yeah. they that somebody, um, a family member had passed away. And, um, when they got home, they, oh, she, um, she said it was her son oh. and it was, uh, who passed away right before he turned four, uh, oh. one, one white flower each time we go camping, moths, caterpillars, or excuse me, butterflies, birds. And, um, then she said at one point, oh goodness, she's wrote a whole long thing. Um, the other woman put on here that um, when they came home from the hospital when her mom died, there was a book on the coffee table and no one admitted putting it there. And it said the five people you meet in heaven. And that's oh another thing. You will get messages from total strangers. They will give oh you God. items. Um, I had one client tell me that they were missing their mom. It was Christmas time and they had gone to Price Chopper to get um, – stuff to bake like the Christmas cookies that their mother would have normally done. Aww. So she was feeling her and this little old lady asked her for help and she kind of reminded her of her mother. So she helped the woman and then she kept running into the woman as we do in the market. Yep. Kept asking for more and more help and she was very patient with her and she helped her throughout. And then when they went to leave, um, she happened to be waiting for her checking out and she said, I want you to come to the car with me. And she was kind of like, Oh, I don't know about that. Oh. <laughs> no, I have something for you that you need. And she handed her a wrapped gift and she's like, no, no, you don't have to give me anything. She said, no, this is meant for you. You need to have this and you need to open it. Oh my so goodness. The woman opens it and it was a figurine of an angel. Oh, and the woman said, I knew immediately that that was a gift, a message from my mom. Oh, gosh. So I think sometimes we need, you know, extra validation. But that, again, she would have used somebody to be the messenger, not a psychic, just a run-of-the-mill messenger for you to feel them there. Just the right person. I tell you, people in spirit, I mean, living people are amazing, too, but people in spirit are amazing, the ways they find to communicate with us and, and, and care for us and the, the hoops they must have to jump through. You know, I, I it's just, I'm always in awe. Right. I, I had a, um, an experience with, uh, um, transfiguration and this has happened a couple times when someone is going to pass, mm -hmm. I will see people like it was my, my ex-brother-in-law, if that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. Sweet, lovely man. Um, well, I started to see my ex-grandmother and grandfather-in-laws in spirit, everywhere, driving cars, walking alongside the road, everywhere. I'm thinking, oh my gosh. I told my, my older sons, I think, I'm afraid your grandmother's going to pass, your grandmother on that side. Um, well, it turns out it was my uh, ex-brother-in-law instead. 
because they were trying to tell me I, for a straight week I saw them and you know I told the boys they're calling their grandmother making sure everything was okay it, it was just the wrong person in the family that happens often that I'll see someone in a crowd and they are related to the person who is going to pass it's almost like a like a just so I can prepare myself but quite honestly I'm better at figuring it out for other people <laughs> I know it, it is true. I think that we're, we're all guilty of that in this business that it's easier for us when it's other people. Um, now, Michelle, I don't know if you, you know, we talked a little bit about them, you know, seeing them physically. Have you actually had clients tell you that they've heard them? Yes. Yep. That's another sign from heaven um, that you'll hear your name. You might hear whistling, hear them mm -hmm. whistling like or singing or humming outside. Jingling. Um, I've heard people, like, they would always jingle their keys when they came in, they jingle their keys. Yes. And it's always, yeah, and you can't hear where they're calling from. Yep. Agreed. That's another part of it. Like, it seems to be random places um, right. above, Everywhere. not in the right location, but I had a house I was at, and I was talking to the granddaughter, and it was Christmas time, and um, toys while we were in the session, started turning on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, she that kind happened. of yelled out because, you know, we were the only ones there, and she said to whoever was in spirit, she's like, stop playing with that stuff. It's wrapped. And it stopped. <laughs> so I looked at her, and I said, we're sitting at the kitchen table. I said to her, um, he worked for the railroad, blah, blah, blah. And um, right in between us at the table, we heard, so I froze because I thought am I hearing that in my head and I looked at her and I go did you hear that and she's looking up towards the ceiling she goes I did I heard that loud and clear so <laughs> it wasn't any of the toys it was definitely um you know that person giving him you know giving that sign to us and uh you know it's it I think again it's it's awesome how they try to get in there and give us those signs um all right hear your name called that's a big one yep oh yeah i've had that with people in spirit and ghosts just to go back again i, I worked at the crooked lake house which is i don't it's i forgot who owns it now but at the time they were reopening after it had been um just deserted for years everybody who worked there would hear their name called and no one else would hear their name and they would say your full name and it was it would creep everyone out i mean it didn't matter if you were in the crowd or just two people in the room and it was as loud as thunder and no one else you only heard your own name no one else's which i think is pretty cool right right i think we um, should go there when we hit the road me there. too when we can get back <laughs> out and and uh be a part of uh you know nice people again <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yes um I've, I've, heard physically, I've had a lot of clients say that they've actually felt them physically mm -hmm. whether it's sit down on the bed um yep. touch their back or their shoulder play with their hair um tuck them in at night tuck them in yep give them an embrace or touch their face um yeah. And more than once, you and I have had um, ones where we felt, the client has told us that they felt them in the car with them during maybe a, an accident. Yes. Um, that they were rescued because of that energy or that person in the car with them. That so they were like a spiritual airbag in a sense and protected them. Yep. Yep. So that's a, another validation for people out there that are wondering. Um, uh, how about the radio, Michelle? Oh, uh, my God. Songs sent every time you get in the car. That is the biggest one for me personally with communicating with my loved ones in spirit. Um, and I think it happens for a lot of people. And even if I'm just asking for a sign, like for my life, I'm trying to make a decision. I'll just even, you know, I'll, tr I'll try to turn the radio on because I listen to a playlist very often. But even I'll put it on shuffle. They'll find the right song. It is amazing how well they can come across with music and if you can put the radio on you put like picks 106 and a country song comes on instead because that's the song you need to hear i think that is one of the most amazing that's probably the most common actually that i hear about with people are through the radio 
through the radio. Yeah, I agree with Songs, that. messages, and words. Um, uh, families that are taking photos at weddings uh, yep. and they're loaded with orbs. Um, so there's a lot with that, too, with the orbs. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll, people will say, well, I'm going to carry my grandmother's rosary. I'm going to, um, for the day of the wedding, or I'm going to wear her jewelry or, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm going to wear my grandfather's tie or watch so that they're there with me. They're yeah. obviously with you. And then when they go back in the photos, um, they go to camp, they go to different, they wind up having orbs in the photos. Um, Sue's son, um, she's on our, our page, um, was commenting that when her son, uh, Frank is around, yeah. every time they take a picture, um, it comes up in a picture with Frank. And yeah. I, I know that family. He's Frank is amazing coming through. Yeah. He, he gives them signs all the time and it's always in these orbs, great big orbs. And there's nothing in the picture before the picture after. Right. I think in one picture, I remember her showing me, you could see his, his like figure, his outline. Yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. Remember that? Yep, absolutely. That shows up very, very strong, and um, or you can see it very strong. Um, there was something else I was going to say about that with the orbs. Oh, oh many right. times people will, when they're having that, they're also having a physical sensation. Yeah. So they they felt like there was more people, or the person actually shows up in the photos, not just an orb, but they actually show up in a in like a full embodiment. They can see the child in the back seat of the car or whatever. Uh, and I, it, I had a family one time, and the the brother had no belief in psychic ability, except for he had this weird um, thing with his brother in law who had died. He was there for his sister, and yeah. um, I had said I kept seeing trucks. And they said, well, we have a picture of my husband, brother-in-law, in the truck. And I said, it, did he work on trucks or did he work with his hands? And she said he was like an appliance repairman for Sears and Roebuck. Oh, wow. And he would drive the truck and, you know, pick up items, drop items off and things. So they were um, a year or so later and they were at a parade and it was a parade lineup and they had the grandkids there and kids were feeling like they really missed, you know, their, their grandfather uh -huh. yeah. and somebody had taken the camera and just taken like one of the kids random pictures in a parking lot while they're lining up for this parade. And the brother-in-law gave me the picture and said, do you see this? And there's a truck and on the side of the truck in this like vacant lot, it says Sears and Roebuck. And wow. In the driver's seat of the, the truck is this faint image. It's like leaning back, but you can see his arm on the sill of the window. Wow. It's like the husband, brother-in-law that passed away. Oh he my said, gosh. When there, there was no truck. Oh my gosh. It and like completely empty. No truck. That's amazing. Right. Oh, I've seen that in like my son, Didi, when he was, uh, three my father-in-law passed we went on vacation that summer and he had my camera you know how kids like to do that he took pictures of everyone we we're playing risk there's one where he took a picture of the doorway where my father-in-law would stay and his perfect outline is there oh my god you even see the shape of his ears <laughs> so but you can see the fan through him he was see-through and it was just a i, I love it i love it I was going through pictures with my cousin once because she likes to do a, a lot of uh, photography. In the one picture, it was a family portrait in, in the picture. And thank God she printed it out. Everyone was together. But the person who had passed away, their faded image was in the picture too. So she printed it out and caught it. When we cycled back to it, it wasn't there anymore. It was no longer in the picture. Wow. So that cool. seems to be common. I know it is very cool how they they do that. Um, okay, another one. I keep saying um. I shouldn't say um. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and there I did it again. Um, okay, so pennies change. Um, heaven, heaven, change from heaven. Pennies from heaven. 
dollar bills, reaching in your pocket, finding money out of nowhere <laughs> when you need that $20. You've had that, yeah. Michelle? I've had that so often. And, you know, I've had people tell me that it happens. And they'd, they'd say, oh, whenever I look down, there's a penny. And say they came to my house for a reading, and they looked down, and there's a penny under their stool. Right. Well, it's like, well, I know I just vacuumed him off the floor. There was not a penny there, <laughs> right there. But it, so it actually, I've seen it materialize right, in, you know, and it's amazing the confirmation that comes through. And just, yeah, change in pockets. Um, it's, I've seen all kinds of, you know, denominations of money, but it's usually pennies. And I think it's because of the, the whole pennies from heaven. Uh, analogy I, though i did hear you know i've heard that people get quarters i heard that people get dimes i heard one time i think it was sylvia brown um that she said because it's the number 10 it's considered angel currency oh so then you'll find dimes certain oh. spirits give dimes all the time oh i like that too i know so i was because i i would go through periods of time where Every client was saying, oh, no, they send me dimes. One client collected all the dimes, and she had them glued, like, on the frames. Oh. She obviously wouldn't spend them, and she just felt like that was a message from her father. Oh. I know. It's awesome. That. Spirit loves that. They love to be acknowledged, you know, because they work so hard. And, you know, I, I just want to tell the listeners to, if you're sitting here thinking, oh, my loved ones, they never do anything. They must not care about me. That's not the case. <laughs> it's just some, spirit ha some spirits have an easier time communicating, and some people are more receptive. Some people, you know, human people alive are better at receiving messages. So don't ever think that you're not getting messages. It just sometimes takes a little extra focus. And if you're in a deep state of grief, it's hard to see beyond that grief to see the messages. Because I never want people to think that their family members aren't sending the messages because they are. You I do think, think that you're know. getting messages all the time. Absolutely. I think that people um, negate the messages many times that they get. They need too much yeah. proof. And I've actually spoken to some clients and, and um, students where uh, the one lady got real feisty and she raised her <laughs> hand in class and she said, how come I never get dreams? My mother comes to my sisters in dreams, and she, and she had tears in her eyes. She said, Aww. she never comes to me. And I said, usually that means that you're getting waking signs, that they're not coming in your dreams. They may be, but you're just not remembering. And in your waking time, you're expecting the lamp to turn on and off or for her to come and sit right in the kitchen chair. Right. Well, that, that's called psychic greed. That ain't going to happen. Wow, that's a great term. I've never heard that before. And it is so true because some people just want and want and want and it'll never be enough. It'll never be enough. And they're, they're, they're not grateful for the things they are getting. So while they are fixated, Michelle, on yep. not getting that one thing, and they're probably doing it in their living lives too, so lesson yep. learned. They're <laughs> fixated on the one thing they're not getting. They're missing all the other magic. They're missing all the other miracles and that, that is only is sending to you in spirit. And they need to validate that more. And, and the more that, like you said earlier, the more you, you show gratitude and validate to that spirit, the more they're able to do. I think it really feeds their energy. I do too. I do too. Cause it, you know, just like anything, they're getting a little stroke there and they're going to be like, okay, they see it. They get it. I'm going to keep I doing that for a while. All right. So, one of the last things um, that I wanted to talk about was with signs from heaven uh -huh. is that they create a synchronicity that <clears throat> your family and spirit line things up when they pass so that you can have a life transformation. And maybe it has to do with the fact that your life has been on hold because you were caregiving to a sick uh -huh. member or maybe somebody that had emotional um, or um, yeah. addiction, some things like that, that actually held you or your family in a holding pattern so that uh -huh. nothing was happening. So then when they do pass, they create like it's um, the stopper comes out and yeah, major things happen. Yeah. Say again. 
Uh, it's like the floodgates open and the dam is broke. Greed. It's never just in one small move. It seems to be that it's big stuff all at once. So yeah. it will be a major life shift with career. Um, maybe a move. A right. physical move from their home or it could be a move to a new job. It could be um, a new relationship. It's usually all these things at once. It also can be the arrival of a new child. Yeah. Uh, in the family, not so much physically that person, but maybe a grandchild. Um, that, so there's a lot with that. I also see when they do that, that transformation, it's not just a relationship like a love relationship, but it might be the relationship with um, family or friends. It shifts or creates a different bond. So, Right. And, you know, I think as one space is... Uh, as, as a person, you know, in physical body, the, the body passes, the, the person goes to spirit, it creates room in the life of the living for new or more things. And I think the person in spirit helps that to, to move along, to fill that void with something that is going to help people move forward in their lives. Good point. Um, are there any other areas, Michelle, that you can think of um, maybe for our listeners to be looking for or um, that you have encountered as far as with the signs? I think we've covered, I'm, I'm, I have a list here and that I wrote down and we've covered everything. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think my oh, big I thing. I got one. Hang on, hang on. I got one. Oh, good, good. I actually got two more. One oh. is the, um, the written word. So if you had people that were, um, avid readers, avid writers, mm -hmm. you will get things in the written word. So you go to open up your planner and um, a little note falls out that says, this actually happened to a client. Um, it said, if God brings you to it, God will get you through it. Oh. And she knew instantly this little slip of paper. She didn't even know where it came from. It came out of her, like a new binder planner. And she knew instantly it was from her father. It oh. also happened to be the same day that 9-11 happened. Oh, my she, God. She got that. And she knew that he was trying to say, like, you're going to be okay. And, and things hadn't even happened yet. She was in the, right in the heart of New York City. Oh, my gosh. And that so that's, they'll send you written word. Other thing that happens is, um, or you go to your computer and a saying comes up, uh, a verse from... Um, Elizabeth Barrett Browning or mm. something else that maybe your family had shared um, as a family quote or philosophy and it keeps showing up. Maybe it's used in a commercial all of a sudden over and over again. You're like, that is so weird. That is my family's slogan, my mother's um, you know, saying, and now it's coming up over and over again. They would make sure that you're paying attention and that they're, they're grabbing your attention and to let you know again that they're there. I've had a lot of clients tell me that they were in a store or a place, and um, they keep hearing their loved one's name over oh, and over again. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. they're at the, the coffee counter, and they'll go, David, is David here? And they turn around because David is the, you know, their the husband passed missing. away, right, or their, their, their father that they're missing. And everywhere they go, they get David. They get David wow. called out, and it's another reminder that David that is always there. around. Right. He's always oh. there. Oh, that's, that. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is. Um, so anything else from you, girl? Well, I guess my, like I mentioned earlier, the messages are coming because I, I can just hear some people thinking right now, well, I don't get messages. You can and you are. It's It's an exercise. You have to practice. Just like any other thing, you'll get better the more you practice and just take some still moments and open yourself to the messages your loved ones may be sending and make requests, put it out there. They will answer you. So that, that is my big message is they never stop trying. So just keep working at it and you will have that experience for yourself and trust your gut. Absolutely. Well, so for all of our listeners, thank you so much. Thank you, um, 
we ask you all the time to make sure that you subscribe to Psychic on the Scene, share us, like us, um, tell your whole family about them. <laughs> yeah, and comment and send us messages about what you want to hear and what you want to know. Yeah, and um, personal you know, experiences. Yeah, your personal experience is right. Wonderful that because it usually leads to us, you know, creating another More. whole show for it. <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely, please do. All right, Michelle, thank you so much as thank always you, for being amazing and being my my dearest closest friend that I can share all this crazy psychic oh. stuff with. Ditto. And thank you so much, D. Scott, for being an amazing producer. And everybody, make sure that you sign um, into his show as well. And um, D, we love you. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And guys, thank you out there and stay cool. No one's gonna drag you up to get